All right, everybody, welcome back to the A Show. I am Justin Davis, and I am here with my homeboy, Meals. What's popping? We're in the same time zone this week for this show. Listen, I'm glad we're on the same time zone, man. This makes everything very much smoother. You get to you get the night feel that I get the night feel. Maybe there's some <laughs> over wherever you're at because there's sure as hell humidity where I'm at. Like, listen, it's about time you're on the same coast. We're getting closer and closer to being like together to actually do the show. Oh man, there there are so so there's so much uh, you know humidity where I'm from, and I can't talk about where I'm at, where, why we're in the same time zone. Uh, but I can talk about it next week and the fruits of the labor of this will be seen in, in weeks to come. So, uh, moving on from that, before we even start, let's, let's, let's talk about a show 50. Sure. So me and Mill just talked about a show 50. It's going to be a huge show. We have a bunch of guests lined up, uh, really special guests, really like people that are really special to us. Um, people that really like mean a lot to the show. And you know we don't do a lot of guests, so like when we when we finally call in those favors, it's it's a big deal, you know. Big deal, come on, and then don't and don't leave us hanging too. How about yeah. that? So in the in the coming weeks, uh, you might see a DM or or a message from me or Meals asking a you know some of our our you know closest f- friends and fans to be on the show. Uh, we want everybody to be a part of this this A Show Fifty thing. Just just strap in for a long show <laughs> yeah. in three weeks. Because Listen, it's, you'll it's have more than enough that you need. Trust me. Yes, it is going to be an incredible uh, episode. We, we, I'm excited just thinking about it. Um, we have so much stuff coming out of that. And two weeks after that is our one year, <laughs> one year anniversary. One year. We're close. We're close to one year. One year yeah. of doing this. One yeah. year of uh, the initial under siege. Uh-huh. <laughs> all the way up to now and everything in between so very happy to be almost one year just doing yeah. it straight and we have a special you know show for that as well so um the month of october is going to be very 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 cool for the a show and people who listen to the show just, once again like thank thank you everyone you know for for listening to our show for this long and and you know we're amassing such a huge fan base and it's just happened so quickly you know i never thought that it, you know i never thought it could uh I never thought that it, it could, you know, it could happen this way, but it, it's it's happening in a show fifty. I, I'm so I'm mad because I can't say what it is, but you know, we have so much exciting stuff coming up, we can't say shit about it. Pretty much, <laughs> but it's coming. Just know that it's coming. Uh, but how was your week, Mills? My week was cool. It's it's very, you know, the lack of sun. I'm I'm someone who like really needs the sun, and the lack of sun out here in New York City has been kind of like very draining, very yeah. whack. Um, so yeah, that's been my week. It's been a very dreary week in New York. It's been a very gray Seattle-esque, uh, weathery kind of week in New York city. When I got to where I'm at right now, I said, boy, I've missed this. I missed the rain. It's going to thunderstorm here tomorrow. I can't wait. Just stand outside and, you know, carry, carry some buckets back for a while. <laughs> Quite honestly, it will, it will evaporate as soon as I put it, as soon as I put it down, it's going to evaporate. Um, but yeah, let, let's get into no holds barred for the week. Huge show t- today. We were going to be talking about Hell in a Cell, of course, but before we talk about Hell in a Cell and everything that's going on with that show, uh, let's talk about Chris Jericho. Are you, are you ready for Chris Jericho saying that it's not fun to work for Vince McMahon right now? Did he uh, actually say that? Yes, uh, he was. He was a guest on uh, Sirius XM's Busted Open Radio, uh, and he was. They asked him a question like, you know, do you want to take more bookings through the through the? And, you know, because you remember, like, he wasn't taking any bookings in the U.S. out of respect for right. Vince, and then he showed up at All In two weeks ago, and everyone was like, holy right. shit, that, what, what's going on there? So basically, he's saying, you know, there's a, there's a whole market for hardcore fans and, and, you know, casual fans who come see him outside of the WWE. And he's having the most fun, you know, the most flexible, uh, you know, time of his career. And he said that uh, in WWE, when you work there, you have to go with whatever it is that Vince wants to do. And he said, that's fine. But when you work for Vince, that's the way it is. And it's not fun to work for Vince right now. So you have these other ideas that you can you can explore. I just think that it's very funny funny timing for Chris Jericho on one hand. I think this is a troll because he's said that he's done this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he did this with the all in thing saying he wasn't going to go. Then he did. So he could be doing this right now. He could show up in WWE, you know, on Monday, 
you know? So like a lot of things with, with Chris Jericho, he's the, he's one of the best workers, like just working everybody in the biz. But on the other hand, it's like you waited 20, almost 30 years to, to finally shit on Vince and, you know, this is what you do. Like, I, I just think it's the timing is really, really, uh, really funny right now for that. So here's what I think. I don't think it's necessarily shitting on Vince. I think just in general, in terms of creative freedom, which Chris Jericho is a strong proponent of. And, and for the last like year or so, especially since he's, you know, actually for probably the last close to seven years that he's been out of his like full time contract, he's really kind of been doing what he wants. You know, he's written books which under the WWE banner, you only can write it in this sort of tight knit, you know, con- very controlled way. He's done rock concerts. He's able to make his own bookings. He's able to travel around the world and have these once in a lifetime matches. He's even able to have his own kind of cruise. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I think he's more worried about, it's not fun in regards to the lack of freedom that you have. And, and, and just the lack of being able to kind of do what you want, make your own name and, and travel the globe and be able to do that. I guess in, in, for instance, I, and I'm not going to say, you know, impact wrestling is more fun, but with impact wrestling, you kind of get that freedom. You kind of get, because of, you know, the circumstances, the company is under, um, you get that freedom to kind of go around the globe and make your name mm-hmm. outside of the company and all that other stuff. Or in WWE, you're kind of just like in the, you know, WWE machine. And yes, there is fun with it. Yes, there are these once in a lifetime opportunities where Hideo Tommy goes to Noah or Velveteen Dream goes, you know, to back evolve. to right. And, and 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 one of those. But really, even that is kind of like controlled in a way. I it is controlled. I I think where. It's just really kind of like odd for him to say that as he holds a title in New Japan that he has not defended once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's held that title since the springtime and he hasn't even been back. And, you know, it's cool to, you know, to have his flexibility. I'm fine with Jericho and in, in the Indies. I'm, I'm cool with that, mm-hmm. that version of him. I just think that saying it's not fun and, you know, the, it, he is once again perpetrating a, a internet trope, which right. is which I think is very dangerous to do. I agree. Like don't further that trope because it's, there's already a misconception there. And it's like for just as many people that say that they don't like working there, you could probably find about five to more than a dozen people at WWE that say that they do like working there. So it's like, you can't really speak for everybody in that sense. This is uh, true. I and feel- I, and if it's just him saying that, cause Vince didn't want to promote his fucking cruise, then I think that's extra petty. I think it's also when you get to a certain age, you kind of just like also, you know, stop giving a damn about what people think, i.e. like Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and kind of just saying whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, I wonder how many people are doing what they were doing in the WWE locker room. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's also that like he's got to the point where he's just like, listen, I'll say what I want. And, you know, there's nothing. His career is already made. It's not like he's doing anything that's detrimental to his career. I think it's, it's Chris Jericho, whether he says this or not. Um, but I, I do agree that it kind of perpetuates this very negative and, and continues to advocate this negative tone towards the WWE, which is found a lot on the Internet. And we usually find ourselves arguing against these people on the Internet of, wow, WWE isn't fair. But in a sense, it's just like. You know, I wouldn't say for the most time because of how grueling it is working for WWE is fun and it is a controlled environment. But I do say the opportunity is a once in a lifetime and it's the greatest opportunity you could have in professional wrestling by far. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, Renee Young. We got we have, we, I feel like we've been congratulating her almost every week <laughs> for the past month. So uh, last month, she was the first female to actually commentate Raw. Now she's the first female to commentate raw full time, WWE told Coach to get the fuck, and now Renee has Renee has about damn him. time. Quite <laughs> honestly, because listen, he hasn't even been commentating on Raw the entire time we've been doing the show. Like it, it's, it was just a bad from the moment. You know, I thought it was going to be a good sort of situation. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people did. A lot of people we were just like, "Oh, Coach, he's familiar to the table." I don't remember Coach being terrible on commentary, oh, he but was. he was. He, but he was also, <laughs> to me, he was also playing a character, especially when he became that sort of heel, you know, backwards Kangol hat kind of, you know, guy. He was just more so playing up a character. I mean, he wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. He's not like he's great, but you know, I think he, you know. 
because of who he was working with at the time, he managed to sort of, you know, get into the flow of things. But this one just didn't work. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it was clear from the attitude of Graves and, and Cole <clears throat> that it wasn't working. And every week, it's kind of like they're like, what the hell are you talking about, man? And I'm surprised that it took it, it, it was this quick. I, I think, you know, obviously social media had a lot to do with it. But I I mean, you, you see the way Michael Cole just effuses about Renee at all times on, on social media. Like he was pleading her case probably more and, and his voice probably meant a lot more <laughs> than the right. people online did. And that, I mean, I'd imagine, yeah, immediately replaced them, you know, replaced coach. And, and I think just on, it just makes raw easier to, well, I mean, it's still three hours, but it makes it easier to listen to at least with have Renee there and to add her, her perspective. And I, and I think she's, as she gets more, comfortable in this role she's going to be so great and and i think that she's going to be able to be probably you know pretty much a very significant person on that table when it when it comes down to it and 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 i think you know perhaps because cole's role i mean coach's role now is going to be for the kickoff shows and doing that pre-show stuff but i honestly think that's probably a better fit for him considering his past and what he's done on espn what he's done calling those sort of games and sort of you know Going back over that history, I honestly think, I mean, I remember there was that Saturday night show on WWE that he used to host with like Trish and then they change it to Terry and then they like change it to Raven. Yeah. I forgot what it was called. Um, uh, Velocity? No, no, no. No, no, no. Shotgun, Shotgun Saturday night? No, it wasn't Shotgun Saturday night. It was that one where where the first episode, HBK finally admitted that he actually was part of Screwing Brett. Um, Shotgun Saturday night? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Shotgun Saturday Night. It was like Access or like. Uh, let me turn that off. Um, <laughs> turn your fucking shit off. Yeah. <laughs> it was some show, but either way, I think he's great in that sort of capacity, and maybe this could help. I don't necessarily see it. I mean, I'm sure Cole at some point. I mean, I'm sure Coach at some point sees it as you know. You know, I kind of get what it is. It wasn't working. We try to figure it out, but. He might embrace this role or he might, you know, you, be on his way out. Do you see a Charlie Caruso or a Kayla Braxton uh, eventually making their way to the like a SmackDown or, you know, anything like that? You know, they haven't shown the. They haven't sort of shown the what do you mean? SmackDown announced it. Yeah, the announced team. The announced team. You know, I think the announced team on SmackDown is more than fine unless they decided, hey, you know, we don't want Corey Graves calling two shows anymore because I feel like. He's such a strong part, strong, a very strong presence on both announced teams. Um, they may not want him to call both shows anymore, yeah. which I would completely understand. Um, I don't know if I could see Charlie yet in that sort of capacity because I really, well, I don't Charlie, think her voice is suited for commentary. Charlie, step step it up, get to that level. But maybe she doesn't want to do that. Maybe she, you know, she's she's kind of. I think she's more. I'm more into her now than i was like two years ago when she first showed up right like because i thought she was a robot but <laughs> um, but yeah i think she's i think she's fine listen i don't know where the well comes of commentary commentators down the line because we were having this discussion in the chat of like who's next after cole like mm-hmm. uh, cole this is like his 20th year on commentary right now like easy he was on the first episode of smackdown we're about to have smackdown 1000 next month mm-hmm. and it's it, it, you kind of get to wonder it's like listen he can't do this forever um you one have, would have to assume that he's maybe perhaps grooming a second you know someone who's going to be the voice of the wwe moving forward as he was after jr you know took their homes and it's kind of like yo what who's going to be next it could be the, renee the commentator for the triple h generation or the triple h and stephanie generation if, if i mean that's going to be a big role to fill yeah. Um, well, we could possibly see that in the next decade or so. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, really interested to see who is going to come after Cole. And, you know, if Cole feels as though he could do it, a, a, you know, a little bit longer and, and kind of slide into the JR role where, you know, JR kind of became secondary after a while. And he let right. kind of like the other guys, you know, um, kind of get ahead of him. Um, next up on the agenda, I don't want to spend I don't, I don't think we should spend a lot of time on it, but it's, it's kind of blowing up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eva Marie, former WWE uh, women's wrestler. Uh, she's on her MAGA shit. 
She's not a. She's. Not, I don't think she's gonna come to Evolution after this. Oh <laughs> so, no! <laughs> so her, she, her husband, uh, Jonathan, I believe his name is. Uh, yes. In, in her, they they have a podcast coming now. Apparently, the worst character on Total Divas by the far. The worst. The biggest douche. He he looks like a fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like you can look at him. He's like, God, what the hell? Like you look at him and you're like, yeah, I definitely see him. Uh, being upset at people kneeling for the flag. Right. Uh, so, I mean, and he, rightfully so, he is upset at people kneeling for the flag. And in a recent vlog that they put, I didn't even know they had vlogs at all, but uh, they talk about the Colin Kaepernick situation, the Nike situation, and Donald Trump. And even Marie, she pretty much says everything that you could to basically lead you to the belief that she actually did vote for Donald Trump. And not only that, they go on for about 30 minutes about why it's bad to protest in the way that Colin Kaepernick did. They make sure to talk to say, like, we're not upset at him for doing this, but we would have never done that. And I just say, who gives a fuck what you would have done? I 100% agree on the who gives a fuck sort of plane. Um, Listen, first of all, I don't like the guy. I never liked the guy. I never liked him on Total Divas. I think he looks like a douche, 100%, like the guy. To me, he's one of the main proponents on why Eva Marie is no longer working in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the examples of how a spouse could potentially, you know, sort of really take the helms on, your, on someone's career and maybe, I think, personally... Um, because he's not really successful at his own or wasn't as successful as Eva Marie in terms of the spotlight. But to all of this is just like, why, 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 why would you even, what's the point? I think the point was to shake up the internet. I 100% think, I think this was all, you know, everyone's talking about it now. Um, Everyone has a stance on it. Let's just do it. And like, you know, like, I don't know why he has a British accent now. But, but I mean, because WWE ain't calling. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. And quite frankly, I don't even know. Like, I would shoot, man. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't call. And she, I'm sure she doesn't want to go back. She's trying to be one of those, you know, people who are just like transcend the world of professional wrestling. But I don't even think you were in it that long to transcend it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It did. I, th- I think she tried a lot of different things. I hate to be like dragging her, so to speak. But yeah. it's like... I, I don't I don't know where you know the, it came from. I mean, you're free to say whatever you want and to express your feelings in any way, but I think that that will definitely alienate a lot of people that are probably fans of hers, especially because she is a woman of color. As much as like people really don't kind of even if she doesn't uh, identify, I think she does identify at, uh, with that. But it's like even even as a woman of color, it's like it's kind of a slippery slope where it's like, Hey, I'm, you're going to speak about this and you're going to say all of this stuff. And it's like, you know, 90% of people like that look like you do not agree. So I do feel like this was to kind of gain favor with at least somebody that did agree with that type of shit. And so people like us could probably end up talking about her and, you know, we don't, we're not changing the dial on like, Oh God, everyone's talking about even Marie now, but in the sense of just like, yo, it's just, this is clearly a stunt in my opinion to, for, just to have a conversation about her because n- no one has really talked about Eva Marie in a long time. And yeah, I wouldn't like to drag her because I was a Eva Marie fan towards the end of her run. I was just like, okay, she's making a strong attempt. Um, but yeah, no, I can't agree with any of the, you know, bullshit that she was saying. Yeah. So, uh, up your ass, Eva Marie. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see you in the next, uh, straight to DVD movie. Uh, next up, speaking of people that are out of the WWE, a lot of news from people that are not in the WWE right now. CM Punk went on Ariel, uh, Hawani's show earlier this week or earlier yeah. last week or late last week, sorry. And said, uh, a lot of they, you know, they brought up the wrestling question. Of course, uh, he mentioned that, you know, the, the offer on an all in, there wasn't really an offer on the table and that he couldn't have done it anyway because he had to be on set. But he also said, you know, on set for what? <laughs> on set. Oh my god! On, on set oh, as his new, you know, new job as a production assistant. Like, <laughs> what, what is he on set for? What is he doing? Is he filming something? Yeah, I I don't know what it was. He, did, he didn't say what it was, but he, he okay. did. He did say that he was thinking about <sighs> thinking about fighting again. You see. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, we'll see if Dana lets you do that. Uh, and he also Dana said, will definitely not let him fight again. <laughs> I think he's lost way too much. Uh, I wouldn't say money, yeah, but a lot of respect, 100%. Um, and he also said that when the wrestling question came up again, he said, there's nothing that interests me in wrestling. And that's your quote. So that's our quote. Uh, CM Punk's not interested in wrestling. I, as I he would, or at least I would imagine he would say, um, do I think he's interested in wrestling for real for real? Probably not. I really don't. I really think he's just like, yo, please leave me alone. I think he's one of those very stubborn people who, doesn't want to be bothered about this thing. And especially sort of this is his sort of way to deflect all those answers because I'm sure everyone would love his opinion on what's happened on the current product and what's happening in the current space. Oh, absolutely. But I um, mean, he'll, he sure does love going to pro wrestling tees for autograph signing. Just, just cause he doesn't care. Right. I think he's uh I don't think, I don't think he cares about professional wrestling anymore. And I think it'll be a long time before we see him, back in the wwe um or any or any public or promotion for for that matter yeah, I, don't, I really don't know what he's gonna what he plans to do with his life quite honestly um but yeah i'm not surprised i'm not surprised um did you watch the may young classic last week i did watch the may young classic what a what a show that what was a really good first that episode. One, that one episode to me was better than at least half of last year's. I think the talent, I think, I think you so can too. agree. I think you and I can agree. Like the talent is like, not to say that they, they were bad last year. I, I think maybe a lot of them had a, a bunch of like nerves and they might've been a little bit nervous. Like it didn't really pick up to the semis. Yeah. But this one for like a first round, like it was really, really good. And I think besides like one botch and one match, every match, I think I stated around three stars for. I have to find the results from last week, but man, that was an incredible show. Like it was really like, all right. So I think I found it now. So we had Zatara. Yeah. Um, versus Tegan Knox. I thought that was fantastic. But but I mean, um, knowing what, ha- like I hate to say this, but like knowing what happens to Tegan <laughs> in a couple weeks, <laughs> especially after coming back from a torn ACL yeah. and having that sort of story and I can finally do it again. And then kind of figuring out what happens. Yeah. It's, I, I wonder how they're going to cut that specific match when it happens in around five weeks. I think uh, that's going to be really interesting to see how they, how they, uh, how they do that. Then we had MJ Jenkins versus Rhea Ripley. Big fan of MJ Jenkins. Uh, and and too. I really like Rhea Ripley. I think she's, I mean, just, it's been a year. She's way better than she was. Like her, her complete overhaul and in, in, in uh, revamp has been really successful. I think I, I really it looks good on her. I really like it. She looks like the Triple H with Lady. Yeah, Fox. for God sure. Damn. And I mean, they've already spoiled this, but uh, she is the NXT UK champion also. So, oh my God, um, yeah. Vanessa Craven versus Lacey Lane. Now, this was one of the matches where I actually have seen one of the people in the match before. I've actually seen the show. Um, I've seen Vanessa Craven matches. I think she faced Sue Young on an independence and it was like free on YouTube to watch. So I did watch her and I think she's incredible, like very large lumbering, you know, athletic woman. And I think, you know, WWE should at least show some interest in her, but that Lacey Lane, man, what? She's got it. She's got it. She's like the female, like female Rey Mysterio to me. I felt like Kofi, but maybe that's because of the dreads. Um, but man, she was incredible. Like she was, in, he, he, there was that one botch. Yeah, there was that one botch I was talking about. Um, where she did the springboards, you know, fell, bounced back up, fell again, and then really fell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that match was incredible. And I thought, I did not expect the ending of that match because I really thought Vanessa Craven was going to win. But man, Lacey Lane. And she signed by the WWE, which is. Yep, she's in NXT. Which is. Just something else to look forward to on on that roster, and so, then so many women on that roster, man. And then the main event of Killer Kelly, this is Mako Satamora. Oh my God! Fire, fire! Listen, listen, there. Like, even if Killer Kelly wasn't as as good as uh, Mako, mm-hmm. they she made her look like she was on her level. Oh my God! That auntie brought it, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's good. She's good, and, and she was so crisp. She's so crisp, man. Like, oh my god, that, back, that handspring into like the double black, double like knees into the back of the head. I was just like, this is incredible. This I is really amazing. 
I really fucking like, I really love that match. I, I think, man, I, I, I want her to stay. Like, that's the only, like, that's one of the last WCW people that has never wrestled in WWE or has finally wrestled in WWE. She should stay. <laughs> Eat a sting. <laughs> she should stay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, stink. Like stink. Oh my yeah, gosh. That, that was the first episode of the uh, May Young Classic. Uh, do you want to move on to the go home? Uh, the go home shows are on SmackDown really quick. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just grade them as go home shows. I, okay. I think I think they were both solid. Honestly. I think you know SmackDown, was, Smackdown a little over Raw. Smackdown, Smackdown a little over, but I don't think neither show was a great event to sell me on the pay per view. Quite yeah. honestly, I mean, yeah. I say if there was any major storyline from Raw that really sold me on the pay per view, it was probably um, it was probably the the Drew McIntyre Dolph Ziggler versus the Shield sort of. Uh, thing that's going on because I'm really, I think it's going to be an amazing tag team match. Oh, it's going to be great. I think they're they're on another they're on another level right now. Uh, this is probably going to be Dean's maybe his longest match so far. Uh, probably on Sunday. It's for really his first match match back with this not like a squash, right? Um, and I'm really he's in the tag in match, so it's kind of like you know. But, but I don't the, think he's the master of the hot tag, and we know this. Yeah, easily. Um, few notes, man. Kevin Owens gets a reboot again. So yeah, again. Man, that's cool. I I'm cool with, with uh, psychotic Kevin Owens being back. I think he needed to be back a lot sooner than this. Um, I'm all for it. And I think that, I mean, just leading into the next thing I want to talk about to me, the, the, the best storyline or the most interesting storyline to me was Leo rush showing up on raw and aligning with Bobby Lashley. Hey, Hey Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's me. It's me. It's the man of the hour. Wait, whoa, wait a second. What, what's all that noise in the background? Uh, are you at the gym? <laughs> you at the gym? Still, again? <laughs> okay, still getting in those low weights, high reps. Low weights, high reps. Oh, wait, high reps this time. Bobby, my man. Bobby <laughs> Lashley. He's, gonna either, he's either going to make a million dollars off of that voice or we might never see him again and just remember him. As Low a, weights, high reps. <laughs> Low weights, high reps. He's, he's killing it. He's really killing it. Like, not just on WWE, but like his Twitter videos yeah. have been hilarious. He um, called he called Noam Dar Mr. Ham Sandwich. <laughs> 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 I saw that video earlier today. It's just just follow him on Twitter. He's <laughs> for from where he was at when he first signed, and everyone thought he was this troublemaker because of that one situation. And now he's earned his spot more than some. Yeah, yeah. And just to see him on Monday Night Raw and potentially, you know, being in the corner of Lashley, I think this is what Lashley needs. Um, I don't know if they're going to go in the direction of like. Lashley's a phase or Lashley's a heel, but whatever direction it's going, it's much better than where the hell he was before. We're talking about his like three sisters with Renee Young. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's much better. Like a ton Bobby better. Lashley. I just want to do Leo's voice. <laughs> oh my raps. god. I know low weight, high raps. How do you how do you feel about this is the second, third week we've had with the Bellas? Bellas are active competitors on Monday nights again. Um do you feel like this is long term, short term? Um, I they're, don't they're coming. Think... They're coming at it like they're like legends of the squared circle. Like the Bellers are back, you know. Ten years later, legends of the squared circle. And, well, know. here's here's my thing. Like, I don't know if it's really helping ratings. I don't know if people really see them like that. I think people are kind of bellied out. They see them literally at least three times a week now, even when they're not <laughs> wrestling. Them. Yeah, <laughs> you see, you see them a lot, and I don't think it really helps. You know, I don't think people see them as that. I'm just going to be right. honest. But um, I think it's a, a lot of it has to do with getting the ring rust out. And that's that, that's a major reason why Brie is on both shows, because she's, mm-hmm. she has to carry double duty there and get ready for that match on Sunday that we're going to talk about in a few. But um, I'm, I'm not upset with it. The matches have been solid. I think the people that they've been working with have made them look really good. Even like the, the people that haven't been wrestling as long as they have, like uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, they've made them look like killers. Right. And so it's 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 worked for me. I think again, we're also waiting for the uh, the eventual evolution match that's going to be set up for both of those for both the women. So um, I'll wait and see. I would say wait and see to after Hell in a Cell how they handle those two. I think quite honestly, they should potentially give Nikki a real barn burner of a match. I think you put her in the ring against the Sasha Banks and, and see what goes on. 
or, you know, put her in the ring against, you know, Alexa Bliss, even though I think dude, she would probably beat the hell out of Alexa Bliss just because they appreciate Nikki Bella more than Alexa Bliss. But I think <laughs> we just give her a high-profile match, at least in the interim. Um, she seems to be going for a long time. Um, this is going to go past Evolution because they're wrestling on the um, Super no Showdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're wrestling on Super Showdown. So, you know, it looks like for the foreseeable future, it's going to be Bella's back on Raw. Um, I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, uh, was that was that it for Raw? I think Raw yeah, was... Yeah, I mean, we had Mick Foley. We had oh, Triple H. Screaming. I, I lo- you know what? For a match that we don't need, and a match that is very, very far away, we have like another month of this. Listen, <laughs> and Undertaker, I think, is supposed to be coming next week to Raw. Crazy, right? Like Undertaker barely shows up. Ever. Like he's coming back next week, and I'm like, "What the hell are we doing here?" But you know what? As, as far as a go home show, I didn't think this was the greatest go home show because, quite honestly, I don't even think most of the. I think this is one of those rare shows where most of the matches are SmackDown matches. Yeah, yeah, it, um, it's very rare. This is a SmackDown heavy, you know, Hell in a Cell card. And we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the card. But I feel like, I mean, without a doubt, all the SmackDown the SmackDown main event programs just seem bigger. Even with Roman Reigns in one of the Raw ones, they just seem bigger. I think AJ Styles and Samoa Joe just seems like a bigger a bigger deal. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, sh- shout out to Ronda, but that just seems like a bigger deal than her program too. I mean, yeah. she's, she's kind of in a holding pattern as well. And Daniel Bryan and The Miz is the biggest feud in the company right now to me. So um, it does, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad that they didn't screw over SmackDown Live and just kind of make it balanced and, and add some shit that didn't need to be there. Right, 100%. Um, should we move over to SmackDown? Yeah, uh, starting off, AJ Styles and his fucking jeans cut a promo. Uh, you called it the Pootie Tang boots. <laughs> he had the Pootie Tang boots with the little, the, 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 the connector on the side with oh these fucking. God. That's a uh, class. They're class. They look like true religions, but they really just look like religion jeans because they just look like the shit. Ain't nothing true about them, baby. Come on. It's just just religion. (laughs) It's really just religion jeans. Oh, my God. Listen, it's definitely one of those jeans. You kind of get like this outlet molly. It's like, listen, they're jeans, man. I just need something functional to walk in when I'm not in my, you know, my trunks. When they when they rung them up at the Goodwill, they just said jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Jeans, $15. That's the type of jeans they were. But uh, no, all jokes aside, I really like this storyline in, in general, and I think uh, AJ's side this week was really, really good. It was a it, it was an empty arena promo. Mm-hmm. I think one of AJ's best face promos I think since he's turned. Um, and you know, Samoa, also, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying I find it so interesting that they managed to keep this feud very interesting and very fresh, but. They've also managed also to keep both of them out of the ring, yeah. Which is something that when you expect an AJ Styles and Mola Joe match, you're expecting at least four to five stars on the scale. But how they've managed to make this feud mean something without both of them having like these high profile matches to build up to it, it's been kind of amazing. Both of these guys are known for their work rate, yet now it's kind of flipped on the other side, and they're being known for you know this actually you know, Mike heavy, you know, invest storyline program. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know what, this just in general, it is incredible what SmackDown has done with people who are past their primes. And I think it's, it, I mean, it's fair to say that like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Nakamura, uh, shit. I mean, if you want to keep it going, our truth, like our, Randy Orton, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, it is a amazing what they've done with these with these wrestlers who are essentially we're looking at the corpses of these wrestlers that we that we once loved and they're getting a lot out of them even if they're not in ring i mean just to go on the other side the aj and and joe thing the the joe promo from later on that night was it was like almost like some attitude era type shit like some brian pillman type shit if you want to go there I agree. It was crazy. Like he's reading a, a storybook, and in the end, he's implying like that Joe, who AJ just said has a family as well, is going to steal Wendy away from AJ Styles. Oh my god! And there was a little is picture a, and everything with the like. Uh, there's a picture with the championship and like his wife and kids, and I was just like, who illustrated this dark sense? Of what? It? What sick fiend <laughs> make this story? Oh of? my god. 
I, I just thought it was a, it was strong, and, and I think just from the top, like of the top three uh, programs on, on the show, Charlotte and, and Sonia Deville. Like, can we talk about Charlotte? Let's talk about her for a quick second. Or do you want to? Do you want to talk about her when we get to when we talk about prediction? Mm, no, let's talk about let's talk. We can talk about the actual match itself, but I, I know you want to talk about just her in ring presence in this match versus Sonya yeah, Deville. Yeah, I, I'm worried. You know, I'm not. I'm but, worried. I never thought this was going to, you know, you know what? This had the potential to be a good match, but I think in the context of like it not being a high profile match, it being right before pay-per-view. She was like, wearing a fucking t-shirt. She's wearing a t-shirt <laughs> because all of them have to wear their Connor Cure memorabilia for the next month um, before they have to wear all their pink memorabilia. Um before they have to wear all their holiday memorabilia. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of, it was very, not a good showing right before the pay-per-view. Quite I, honestly. I think in the last couple of weeks, you know, Carmella, uh, the, the triple threat match, uh, notwithstanding, which was, I mean, wasn't the best because of Charlotte. It was really good. Cause Becky and Carmella had, you know, Carmella was working her ass off those last three weeks. Let's just, yeah. let's be clear. She was working her ass off the last three weeks. She was champion, but I, this match should have been better. Like you said, but a lot of it, a lot of it, like leans on on Charlotte. Like there was a clear botched spot where she like was supposed to lift up for the uh, after a pin, mm-hmm. and it just it just completely blew up. And it was like, I'm concerned because it's like I don't see how someone can. And maybe I just sound stupid. Maybe I sound like a mark. Whatever. I don't see how you could have such a great to me match of the year contender match in April with Asuka. And then re- regress like this. And it's making me think now or making me agree that Oscar was the one that really worked her ass off. And I watched the match again you and know, I agree with that. You know, I think um, there's definitely an inconsistency with Charlotte in the ring. I don't think that she's I don't think that she's bad, but I do think there's like a J.R. Smith level okay, one night I'm shooting 27 points, you know, game, and then one night I'm shooting like three and maybe yeah. four, if I get me. I really do think there's an inconsistency with her matches. I don't know quite yet what to attribute that to. Um, I just feel like sometimes she's just like, I really think it's, a lot of it's in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's still in her head and sort of how she's sort of dealing with how I'm going to go over this match and things like that. Or maybe she doesn't prepare one night and maybe she does more. I think the matches she had with Oscar at WrestleMania is still amazing. And I think she had weeks, maybe even months to understand how that match was going to turn out. Um, mm-hmm. Or just, a, you know, a good agent or something along those lines. But <laughs> I think, you know, there's just, I, I think she's had an on and off couple months. I think she has a lot of bad matches and a lot of good matches. I think it's more so the inconsistency is kind of like startling. Very startling. Um, but she, you know, after she, she won the match, of course, Becky shows up out of the crowd, beats her up. Very original way to do that. They don't do that uh, type of thing a lot. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that, that I can say about SmackDown. They do stuff that's outside the box. And yeah. um, I really like that. That beat down. We're getting Carmella as a face now. Yeah. I mean, the decarmelization, you, you called it. Listen, it's, I'm, I think I'm interested in how the crowd will respond. It, I mean, they seem to... They haven't gone full, like, we're full face. She just kind of seems like a person who doesn't like um, Zelina Vega or doesn't like Maurice. I don't think they've done, like, a full-fledged turn. But I think the way they're doing it is actually very... I think it's really, really good in terms of just building up this shade of gray thing enough where she becomes, like, this likable jerk and then we make her a face. Yeah. I, I really I and I think again, like I said last week, pairing her with our truth, you can't go wrong there. No, you can't. He's evergreen the comedy and content and everything. The man yeah. <laughs> he's incredible, actually. Um and that match with Almas was good too. Really, really, really good. Um I, again, Almas, uh, you know, it's been reported um that Vince is very high on Almas. I can I can cooperate and concur with that report. And I think that even um, rumors that Vince is so high on Almas that he's like, he's just going to win the Royal Rumble next year. I haven't heard that, uh, but <laughs> I've read that. I've read that. I, I think that people got to chill out with, with shit like that. I, I think it's, it's very, that those types of reports can hurt you. 
Yeah. I'll just say that. Those types of reports can hurt you. I 100% agree. I mean, yeah. But um, I think Almas is doing a great job. I think he's been in the mix. I think they, they gave they gave him a lot of really good wins. The only mm-hmm. time he's really lost, uh, what, three times, you know, it, it, compared to the amount of times he, he's won his matches and stuff like that. I think that, again, he's another wait and see until after uh, after Hell in a Cell. But, I mean, of course, we're, we're kind of crossing right into Survivor Series. I'm wondering what they're going to do for that this year. But, again, uh, almost doing a really great job. He's not in the pay-per-view. But I, I see him being on at least Survivor Series next month. Yeah. Or I'm not next month, but uh, in November. I'm sorry. Um. I think there was an issue with the main event of SmackDown. I don't know if there's an actual issue, but it seemed like an issue to me. Once I and then when I looked at the YouTube clip, and there's parts of it edited out. Um, oh, yeah, there's but, a lot of botches. That yeah, wasn't a good match. <laughs> yeah, brief, well, yeah, I didn't think. Quite honestly, Maurice hasn't actually wrestled a full match in like eight years, and nor do I think she's in the state to be consistently wrestling. So I don't really think she's bothered. She she's all character, so she doesn't really. I, I don't expect a super work rate match. And Brie Bella is just like, she's like, you know, unspectacular to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I think just the way that show ended, because it was a lot of back and forth where um, Daniel Bryan and Brie got the upper hand. And then I think they switched it to Miz and Maurice. And I thought that's how it was going to end the show. And then Brie, and Daniel Bryan came back and I was like, what is going on here? I just felt like the match uh, ended too early. Yeah. And they realized they had more time than they previously anticipated. Like, like hold on, the purge is, uh, <laughs> they're not ready to queue up the purge. They're like, all right, when are, you, when are, the, when are the, the, the credits rolling up? And he's like, you got three more minutes, three more minutes. Whoa, shit. Um, and so like, there's a whole part edited out on SmackDown of like, I think Maurice was going for a DDT and then Brie Bella like flips her over. They edited that part out. Like it was kind of, <laughs> it was, it was all over the place, but you know what? It was a hot end of the SmackDown. I think people generally love this program. Yeah. They, it, it's a, it's a really good show. I thought it was a really good solid go home. And that leads us into, were, were there any pre-show matches announced for this pay-per-view? No, right? No, but I imagine Naomi and Oscar versus the Iconics. That'll work. Uh, um, and maybe a Bobby Roode, Chad Gable tag team match or something. Please, please, God, no. You notice we didn't even mention that shit. Uh, so, yes, let's get into Hell in a Cell. Uh, first, first match on the agenda, uh, the New Day versus Rusev in English. That was a, that was, this was a match that was actually made on SmackDown. Uh, the Rusev in English beat uh, the bar and uh, in, in the finals of that little mini tournament they had over the last three weeks. Uh, this is for the SmackDown tag titles, which the New Day have held for like a, maybe under a month, maybe a month. No, a little bit under a month at this I think point. It's been like literally like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's been very long since they've held the, these titles. Uh, know, maybe like three weeks. Yeah, the tournament started the week after they won. But yeah, it's been like three weeks. So um, I don't have the New Day losing this. I don't think anyone should. I think it'll be a really, really good match, but I also think this will further the issues between Rusev and, and English. We're going to get the few that you wanted, Mills. Listen, first of all, I'm happy about that. Second of all, you know, I want to give props to Aiden English. I think he's an incredible role player in all of this. Um, it's, I know, right? Listen, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, think he's a, he, I think he's a great role player in all of this. I really think that he's really kind of... Um, He's someone who, after Simon Gotch left, probably would not have received any sort of opportunity. And then they kind of like merged him with Rusev off like just a whim. And it somehow it worked. And somehow it's been running for like the last six months, even though this was, should have been like one of those programs that landed for a week when two mid-carders just team up randomly to face two other mid-carders they don't like. Um, so... I say this because this may be Aiden English's only championship opportunity in the next <laughs> couple months. I would love to give him his props while we can. But, yeah, I'm going to go a New Day. I think it's going to be yeah, an entertaining dude. match, though. I would love it. I, I would love it to kind of be a, a cool off. Or maybe, I, I'd never like to say New Day matches are cool, cool off matches. They always end up having something really good about them, even if they only get like nine minutes. Yeah. So I think it would be a pretty good match. Um, I... I again have New Day winning this. I do think it'll be Kofi and uh, Xavier again, though, and uh, have Biggie big, yeah. out. I really think they're going to continue doing that. 
Um, next I'm match. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. Next match, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. What's their name? The the pack? Is it in the pack? I don't know. I thought they were just no. no they're, they're the dogs of war. The dog. They're part of the dogs of war. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what Braun Strowman called them. That's what Braun <laughs> called them. The dogs of war. Oh shit! <laughs> the dogs of war group against the Hounds of Justice. Uh, they're they are facing Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, two thirds of the Shield for the Raw Tag Titles. Um, I don't know if you want to beat anyone in this match right now, if you know what I mean. I understand what you're saying. Um, I I don't know. I think if there's any matches and they like to kind of hand out their DQs, kind of uh, maybe two or three, <laughs> which I mean, for a pay-per-view, that shouldn't be even be that many. I think this might be the one match on this show that ends in DQ or in some type of fuck finish. And the other one, I, the other one, I'll, I'll I'll talk about when we get to it. Um, because the thing is, you don't. I mean, Seth already has the fucking IC title. Like, you want you want the Shield to have every title? Yes, I mean, I'm cool yes, with that. Yes, I'm, yes, hundred percent. I'm cool. With, I'm cool with <laughs> do that, I do I want it? Yes, I do. I'm okay with that. I'm not gonna complain about it. But it, it's uh, do you want to beat Dolph again? That's my only. That's my other issue. Like, who takes the pinfall there? You don't want it to really be. Where does this all go? Well, obviously, it's probably going to go to a, a Shield plus Finn plus whoever they've wronged in the last nah, couple of weeks. I think they're doing that All Star shit again. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. They're gonna. Do you think the Shield's going to be a part of that Team Raw thing this time? Ooh. Oh, oh fuck! They're probably going to do. They're probably going to have. Uh, they're probably going to have the Shield team up with Braun and them, huh? You know, they don't have to. Hmm. But Roman definitely has to be in a match against a champion. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So, oh my God, what if we get Roman and AJ in Survivor Series? That would be amazing. Um, anyway, okay, um, go ahead. We're going too far ahead. Anyway, um, who would you? Who do you think is going? I think this is going to be a DQ. I don't think anyone's going to win this. I think, God, I'm going to go with Rollins and Ambrose because they kind of seem like we just kind of we really just want to do what we did last year and make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and again, again. That's how I, I kind of feel off that. this entire feud. It's just like, it's really been, uh, we're wondering why Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler, like two guys who haven't had any long-term feuds in like over two years are now having this long-term feud. And I really think it was just for Dean Ambrose to come back so they can sort of continue where they picked off. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, again, you're getting this six-man match uh, between the Shield versus these guys at the uh, Super Show. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter who wins or loses here because they're going to see this match again anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you really are. Uh, so, I, I go DQ. Uh, Mill says the Shield is about to have every title in the company. <laughs> Boom. Literally. Uh, next match, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't just continue to have The Miz and Maurice get one up on these guys. Mm. Or... But the thing is, I don't think it's going to happen here. I think Bree's going to pin Maurice because you want to hold off Brian pinning or submitting the Miz until it's time. Yeah. So I think I think they're going to win, but I don't think that Brian's going to get his revenge in this match. I think yeah, I'm I'm picking Danny Bryan and Bree just to sort of even it's so it's not like a one on one victory, yeah. but it's still a victory nonetheless. Um, and, and it sets up it'll set up the Super Show match. Uh, in what three weeks, four weeks after that, three yeah. weeks after that, yeah. uh, right? It was set that up perfectly, where, and I guess we'll get to that when we talk about it. Where I, I do think that uh, I think the Miz is going to win that too, because that's going to be for the number one contender for the WWE title at, at that show. Yeah, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan versus Bree, man. Ooh. I mean, Daniel Bryan and Bree—that's a great match, by the way. Yeah, man, it is. It definitely is. Um, next match. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be our first Hell in a Cell match. There are only two on the show. Thank God. Three, and I was just like, "What?" Well, I mean, some are good, some are very bad. I think this has the potential to be an all timer uh, if they if their bodies are up for it anymore. Jeff Hardy uh, versus Randy Orton, Hell in a Cell. Jeff Hardy's first Hell in a Cell appearance. Um, what say you, Mills? What do you think? Um. I'm going to go with Randy Orton. 
I think Randy Orton is probably going to do something very destructive to Jeff Hardy, or Jeff Hardy is going to do some stupid shit and cost himself the match. I think that's usually kind of how, when they don't really want Jeff Hardy to really lose because he's so popular, they kind of just have him do stupid, reckless shit, and then he loses the match that way. So it's kind of like his own fault. One hundred percent. Because he's so he's so you know extreme and reckless and bleh, you know. So. I agree. I think Randy's going to win this match because I I do think that Jeff is on his way out for the indefinitely at least. Um, what is he going to swanton off of to basically say my career is done here? <laughs> God, um, I really hope. I don't want to. I me too. I don't want to see it. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think I. I understand they'll probably pad it out crazy like they did for Kevin Owens a couple months ago. You have airbags in that announce table. I'll tell yeah, you. like the. It, but even with that, Kevin still almost missed it. You know, they so had like, that, they had that weird platform thing on Raw last week when Roman and and Braun and Braun went through the stage and it looked like they fell through a mattress. Like <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? But I just, I, that, for one, that spot, the side of the cage spot to the announce table spot, that's so overdone. Yeah. I don't think it proves anything for a 40-year-old Jeff Hardy. I don't think that, like, I think to me a, a better spot would be if he got uh, RKO'd off the top or something like that. Not off the top of the cage, but like off the oh, top. Oh, God, of the what do you think? Like this is like oh. smack down. <laughs> <laughs> I think a bigger spot, like, again, like a bigger spot, maybe on the, on the side of the cage or something like that. Maybe just just not such a, you know. I just don't do it. I know he's probably going to do it, though. I just, I don't want to see it. Randy Orton's got to, like, do something. I feel like handcuffs are going to get involved in this match. Oh, he's, I think the ear hole is going to get fucked with. I think everything is going to come back in this I match. I think this is going to be one of those, like, hmm. If they could do blood, they probably would, but they won't. Um, and we don't need the blood. Nah. Uh, you know, they might keep it in the ring. I feel like they might keep it in the ring. I think Jeff, Jeff barely does a swanton as itself. Apparently he's not doing it on house shows. He's really just doing it on TV. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to dive off the top. I really hope that he doesn't. We're going to pray. We, we, you know, the winner doesn't matter. No. Them not diving off the top of the cage, that matters. That 100% so, matters, yes. I hope, they, I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, next match Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Now, this is a match that a lot of people will be looking at. It is a lot of uh, hype will be around. I think this could potentially be a turning point for Charlotte as well in ring. Um, I don't think there's going to be a definitive winner in this match. I think. God, they're doing this match in th- three weeks after. Also, they're doing it again. I really kind of want Becky to win. I do too, but I don't, you know, I'm trying to think of a scenario where Becky wins. I mean, they could just honestly let Becky win. I think I feel, I feel like they should. I just don't think they're going to do it. I don't have, this is my one, you know, I'm usually optimistic about these things. This is my one time. I'm not optimistic about them doing it. And I might get mad if they don't do it, even though I know it's not going to happen. I, think, I feel it's not going to happen. I think this is their opportunity. If they really want Becky Lynch as a heel, this is the match to sort of say, all right, we're doing this and this is how we're going. But Even they though, don't. They don't, Mills. I feel like some chicanery with the referee and she gets a surprise win. I think that's how it should go. But, you know, I think Charlotte winning, you know, I don't see Charlotte actually winning the match, like a definitive win. Yeah. Because that would probably be the worst thing to happen for her. But then you don't want to see Becky lose with like her foot under the fucking ropes or something like that. Like the like what they tried to do with Brock and Roman earlier this year. Like, but I could see that happening actually. That'll make that will kill Charlotte even more. That will be like we're right back in Roman territory here with Charlotte this time with a woman this time. Just like just bullshit wins like she doesn't like earn and bullshit storylines that just make her look like a complete asshole. I think. It's either you shit or get off the pot here. And I think that they 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 kind of got cold feet with her heel turn there. And then they turned it around. And now it's like, okay, well, are you going to give her the belt this time? And, then, and if that's the case, it's like you kind of run the risk of having Charlotte be like a transitional champion. And it's like, what, what was the what was the three-way for? But it was obviously for a storyline. But it's like, I say have her win in, in Australia. And then have, the, have um, Becky go against Ronda in Survivor Series. 
Maybe maybe Charlotte Spears backing off the stage or something. <laughs> or or actually, you know what? There's actually one more pay per view before that. There's Evolution before There's that. Evolution, yeah. Maybe Holy maybe shit. Charlotte Spears Becky off the stage. Something wild. Something crazy is going to happen. I don't think there's going to be a finish here. I don't think. I think. I think. There, I would be fine with no finish here if they gave us a finish in Australia and then they gave us the rubber match in um, at Evolution and have Becky win it and then have her go on to Survivor Series to have a champion versus champion match. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I just just do something. That's my thing. Like, remember what we were saying about Roman? Like, just do something yeah. with him. Just do something. Um. Anyway, now, so what do we say? Do you say you say Becky's uh, gonna win? God, you have no contest, right? No, I mean, I mean, yeah, no contest. I have like a DQ. Yeah, um, I'll go with that too. I'll go with no definitive winner. Like those are the two DQs I have for this this show. Yeah. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. This is a sh- this is like a crapshoot. Like, come on, like. Ronda Rousey is going to win. Yeah, this is 100% Ronda. Uh, she's, um, she, might, she might win in two minutes. I, I'm, not, I'm okay with that. Uh, this I don't kid, like how this feud's been going. It's boring. Yeah. Give her, give her something else. I really think as much as people don't like the idea of it, I think the Bellas versus Ronda feud is going to be fucking fire. I think just the Alexa Bliss part. Um, I'm a big proponent of Alexa Bliss, but I think people are ready for something else because it's kind of been the same stick for literally – two years it's literally been two years since she's been doing her thing um i think people are ready for something different just something someone brings something different um have her move on to uh, you don't want to give her sasha and bailey again i mean ember moon's not doing anything ember moon's really not doing anything um, like have her do that and and have ember get the rub from like alexa should be able to give people bella or something i don't know but like something else i think people just but then it's like all right so what are we doing after alexa you know gotta gotta feed alexa whatever what are we doing I, after alexa what does Rhonda do after alexa she's got nikki I mean, like in terms of just like someone that she hates defending the title. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe they'll go for the Bella turn. Nia can come back too. Nia Jax is like has been off TV. She could come back imminently as well. I think she's rehabbing an injury. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, Ronda Rousey is gonna win. I, I, it's, it's, it's written in the stars, so to speak. Yep. Um, next match for the WWE Championship: AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. I love this feud. I love the way it's going. I would love to just play spoiler here and say, just shake everything up and have Joe win here and then have AJ win it back in Australia. I don't see it happening at all, but I do think this will be a better match uh, than last time. As long as they do not fucking start it with a collar and elbow tie up, just fight. Fight uh, people. I think Joe and Styles. It would be a better match, but you know what? I think it'll be around the same as last time. I don't think they had a bad match at SummerSlam. It was just, you know, it's four hours into SummerSlam and I'm I'm over it. But <laughs> AJ, yeah, AJ's still in that game, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's still in that game. Yep, he is. Listen, they could... I would love it for Samoa Joe to win and then like on SmackDown he comes out and furls an alternate cover where he's the champion. Like Oh that'd be fire. That would be so good. Oh my god. They would have to probably have started making that by now. But <laughs> but Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I'm gonna go AJ. AJ just gotta win. AJ yeah, just gotta win this. Cause I mean we got one again, super shows in like three weeks after that, um after this. Uh, and you have AJ Joe again, and I think it kind of it's kind of it kind of sucks because in all AJ feuds he never loses. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's always like three O's. Like maybe with Nakamura it was like what was like three and one. He's gonna lose at some point, right? <laughs> or three and two? Like, what does he? Who does he lose to? Shut up! Shut up! He's gonna lose at some point. The day that this happens, oh my god! I don't. We're reaching play. a year. I don't, do show. Show. I don't want to do an A show. I don't want to do an A show when when he loses it. Let's just he's got to lose to Pete Dunn at this point. Pete Dunn. Oh wow! Yeah, so kidding. you're not you're not gonna go with. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's gonna be the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not. I want whoever wants to be a guest on this show. With if the Miz wins the WWE title, you you can have my spot that week. You have oh it. Oh my god. 
you can have it. I don't want I don't want to do it that week. Uh, main event time: Hell in a Cell match: Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Title. I expect a lot of shenanigans in the cell, in the cell, and outside the cell. Outside the cell, I expect them to go outside. I expect them to do a lot of shit. I expect Rollins and Dean Ambrose to be in their regular year in their tag match, and then Shield gear in this match. <laughs> they put the Shield suit on. <laughs> they just Shield gear, and they're like retconning upside the side of the cage. They they come down like zip lines and shit, like some Tom Clancy ass shit, and. <laughs> Yeah, I expect a lot of crap in this match. Um, you know what? I think Roman and Braun are great opponents for one another. Yeah, it just um, always works. It always clicks. You you always know what you're in for uh, when when it's those two. And I think, yeah, you already know. You already know who's winning this match. Do I don't. I? Braun is Braun, Braun's not winning this match. Uh, they have to get the the money in the bank out somehow. It has to go. Um. So pretty much. I don't think Roman's going to lose this title for a very, very long time. At least until before WrestleMania. At least. Hmm. He ain't losing that shit. And that's fine. Hmm. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. He, I'm trying he to see a scenario where Braun wins. That would be the biggest shocker to me that they give Roman Reigns a month reign. <laughs> since you know, it wouldn't be that big of a shocker, but... Against Braun Strowman, it would be a shocker because they seem to like build Braun Strowman up to really get taken down, and usually it's by Roman. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Roman. I'm gonna go with Roman. Yeah, Roman Reigns. You, you got to go with Roman. There's no, there's no other choice. What are you talking about? There's Braun Strowman. There's no other choise. There's a Braun Doesn't Strowman He's in this him. match. He's beaten him before. He's beaten him this year. Yeah, in the elimination, in the, uh, elimination chamber. chamber. Yeah, that was disgusting. <laughs> that that that's still fresh. That that match still frustrates me. Uh, so Hell in a Cell. How, what do you think about the uh, What do you think about the show? The card. You think it looks good? You think it's gonna be a good show? Are you excited? I think it's a solid card. Very truncated card. Um, it starts at seven, so I have to remember that. <laughs> um, let's see. I think it's just you know. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good top to bottom. The only thing that could ruin this card is results, like the way it finishes go down. That's really the only thing that could ruin this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I seen it happen. Let, if they let everything shake down how it's supposed to shake down, I don't think it'll be bad. But yeah, it should be. Pretty, I'm I'm excited for the card. I think it'll be good. I'll probably be more excited as as the days go on. Uh, but that is hell in a cell. And uh, I think that is pretty. Well, one thing I wanted to ask before you 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 mentioned something on Twitter meals about watching Triple H versus Undertaker Hell in a Cell match. Should we watch that before Super Showdown? Yes, when is Super Showdown again? Oh shit! It is on October the sixth. All right, we got time. Yeah, we we, we I, I'll watch it ten minutes a day, <laughs> and by October oh by October sixth, I'll have watched the whole thing. So oh yes, the, we're announcing it now. The week of uh, Super Showdown, uh, we will be doing a live watch of uh, Triple H versus uh, the Undertaker. End of an era, Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania. Uh, so keep 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 your fucking ears glued. It's on YouTube now, show. so. Oh, it is. Oh, easy. Oh, that's even better. Let's do yeah, it then. It's on YouTube now. That's why I picked it. I was like, oh, it's on YouTube. It's <laughs> it's incredible. They just they uploaded it earlier this week when they were talking about Hell in a Cell matches and Triple H and Undertaker matches. And they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, totally. So this time, all you need to do is, is have the Internet. You don't even need to have the WWE Network. You just need to have the Internet. And we will be watching that. Uh, I want to say if the week of the six was that week of the six. It's just just a, it's going to come before the six. Yeah, it's going to come before the six. Probably that week, maybe that Tuesday or Wednesday. But that will also be within the whole craziness of a show 50 and a show one year. So keep in tuned with the A show. Uh, and I think that's it for the for this week's episode. Mills, is there anything else you wanted to, to talk about? No. Um, yeah, not really. Uh, nothing has been really popping on 205 Live for me. Nothing has been popping on NXT for me. So this week this week's a good episode. This week you gotta make sure you watch this week's episode of NXT. Really good. There's a there's I just a clue. finished watching it. There's a there's a clue as to who Ono will be facing pretty soon in this episode. Okay. I'm not going to say it, but go watch it. It already uh, aired. What the hell? 
Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. But if you haven't watched it, I mean, this should be a, a certain barefooted uh, person right. will be coming soon. Uh, yeah. So for the A show, I am Justin for meals. And as always, for, you can follow us at RNC radio live or follow me directly at OG Johnny five or meals at meals TV. We have, uh, we just had a new playlist come out today called Kings of R and B shout out to Manny for curating that huge playlist of all of the, the best. And I mean, pretty much the Kings of R and B as, as the name says, uh, he, he worked effortlessly, effortlessly and tirelessly, uh, on this on this list, and he I'm made it seem effortlessly. My man just showed up and it just brought the heat. So. Had songs, had songs, and was ready with them. Uh, we also have a very special playlist for Party Next Door that's dropping this yes, week. The Party Next Door collection. So I I am in love with it. So uh, yeah, make sure you you share that and and, sh- and shout that out. But we also have I'm very sad to say the season finale of The Lookout. I'm very sad. I've watched I've not watched I've listened to every single episode this this season. So. Um. Yeah, we have the season. We have the season finale of the lookout that came out this week. We're trying to figure out what we're gonna do in the interim before the super movie. So make sure you stay tuned for content. But if you can't, just tune in all the episodes. I mean, at this point, we've gone over the tournament of power. Um, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, we've gone over the Tournament of Power, we've gone over the Cell Saga, we've gone over the Boo Saga, so and then we even had a little, you know, episode for the super movie trailer and just sort of threw all of our discussions about that out there. So just stay tuned. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll keep it we'll keep everything in the loop. Yes. When whenever new news comes out, we'll pop back on. Uh, and uh, one one programming note for this week, there will be no Perfect Play podcast because Huey is in Virginia in the midst of that huge uh, tropical storm hurricane that is that is hitting. No, it's a hurricane, man. Well, my mom was, was like, it's possible it could be a tropical storm. You know, my mom, I'm from Virginia also, so uh, I have family out there. So, you know, everybody that's in Virginia right now and South Carolina, North Carolina, everywhere that's surrounding that, stay safe, please. Uh, and Perfect Play should be back next week if there is a Virginia to come to. That sounded very morbid and, and wrong. Maybe I should just stay safe, everybody. Just stay safe. Just stay, stay safe. safe. So no perfect play this week, uh, but we will have uh, more podcasts that we are announcing in the coming weeks. Uh, RSPN's coming uh, back next RS, week. RSPN's coming back next week, of course. We have a new podcast coming out uh, really, really soon that we're going to announce probably next week. And then we, of course, we have the A-Show. We are nearing the 50th episode. I need everyone to get hype and get in gear get information more than anything because we're going to be doing some really cool shit so until then i'm justin for meals signing off for the a show i'll see you guys next week happy Rooster day